0: Hello and welcome back to Get Lippy, the podcast that's lifting the lid on all things beauty. If you don't recognise my voice by now, I'm Carly Ullman, editor of beautycrew.com.au. I'm Sally Hunwick, beauty director on Murray Claire. And I'm Bettina Tyrrell, beauty editor on InStyle Australia. Guys, before we get into the episode today, I want to talk about what a bloody genius I am. Okay. Really? <laughs> okay. In several ways, but specifically in this beauty way, I am a genius. I got foundation out of a white linen shirt. And there was not a sign of this speck to be seen. And I just wanted to share my beauty hack. Beauty. Hack. Beauty hack. Who hasn't been in a situation where you've like done a pump of your foundation onto your hand or a brush and there's just a rogue splotch that ends up on the collar of your shirt? And it's the most frustrating thing ever. I
1: just want to get back to
0: put your foundation on naked.
1: then we can avoid all these problems altogether
0: but anyway i'm listening um anyway here's what i did and it worked and for anyone who wants to use this advice please do the key to this beauty hack removing your foundation is you have to do it as soon as the foundation hits your shirt you can't be like oh i've got to go to work and then just do it later on who's gonna go to work with (laughs) foundation i've done it before when it's like at the bottom of my shirt and i think i can get away with it (laughs) have you not no no okay i'm sure i have okay all right (laughs) let's strike that from the record guys yeah i've never done it either (laughs) So what you want to do is first you need to try and remove that splodge because you don't want it to spread or smush further. So I kind of just use the underside of my nail to try scoop it up very gently so it's not spreading. Sal, stop laughing at me. This works. I'm a genius. Okay, I I love it. Then you want to wet the area, like fully cold water, wet the area. Mm -hmm. Then dishwashing detergent. Really? Dishwashing
1: detergent. Like palm olive?
0: Um, Mine my preference is earth choice pomegranate, of course it is, <laughs> which I find is quite good on stains, but I can't find it anywhere anymore. So if anyone sees it, please tell me. So you put like a drop or two of your dishwashing liquid onto the mark, kind of massage it in a bit, like not rub it, but just massage it in so it foams a bit mm-hmm. and then get a cloth, cold water, dab it with the cold water until it lifts and kind of keep repeating that. And sometimes what I like to do is I even like to leave the dishwashing liquid on it for a bit. So it kind of like cuts through the grease. So I've done this before and it, it works. Does. And it's because the dishwashing detergent has the right ingredients in there to lift. Stains. And then you can
2: literally just go go on with your day? Go to work with a wet shirt?
0: No, I've I've typically then like thrown it in the wash. Okay. Anyway, guys, so that's how you can get foundation out of a shirt. I got it out of linen. It worked. You can thank me later and send Genius. it in your face.
1: Genius. Anyway,
0: that's my beauty hack. On to today's episode. Sal's going to be talking about why lip balms are cool again. They are
1: totally cool.
0: Um, Bettina's going to be telling us about the time that she got foot shamed. And how to prepare your toots for the summer. Exactly. More importantly than being foot shamed. I want to start by talking about brows. I think we can safely say that we are all brow obsessed. Um, I think personally for me, I really started caring about my brows a good few years ago when Cara Delevingne hit the scene with her bold, bushy brows. And I was just like, I want that. I'm clearly not alone. You just need to look at the number of brow pencils, powders, pomades, pens, and everything else in between that are available to us and how big professional brow treatments are becoming. I mean, it was only a few episodes ago, guys, that we spoke about microblading and how big that is. I mean, that's just only one of the treatments available to enhance and shape your brows. So I think the question is that everyone's asking because everyone's obsessed with brows is how do we get the perfect brows? Well, the three of us can only take you so far with um, what we know, so we decided to bring in a pro. Today we have with us in studio... Hannah Mitzi, benefits National Brow Artist to help guide us all. Hannah, welcome to Get Lippy. Thank welcome you, guys. Hi, Hannah. Very excited. So now, Hannah, you obviously see a lot of brows out there. What are the most common things you think people are getting wrong and what should they be doing instead? Good. You don't have to name and shame. Just talk about, <laughs> it. Just talk about the brows themselves. Now, now, you. Hannah, you do my
3: brows, so don't get going on what <laughs> I'm doing. Bettina, <laughs> I'll start here. No, I think one of the main things is definitely using the wrong brow colour because it's mm. probably the biggest. Brow, no, no, probably because it's so obvious to see when someone has made that mistake. So I think it's so important to get color matched and make sure you're using the right brow product before you invest in whatever product it may be. I think undertones are the biggest issue. So Mm. there's a great article on Beauty Crew actually that I just. Mm. Saw oh, this morning. Oh, shout out Thanks to, to the Carly. Plug. There we go, Carly Olman. Um, <laughs> and undertones are kind of if you throw more of a cool or a warm or a neutral undertone. So if you look at someone's hair, you can generally see like a reddish hue. You can see like grey or torps, or there might be real golden hues coming through. And the same can be said for brows. So undertone is crucial. So generally, if you nail the undertone, you can you can't really go wrong. Yeah, right. Yeah, be yeah. interesting. I know. Mm. Um, so definitely choosing the wrong brow. Color is the mm-hmm. biggest thing. Um, not blending their brow shade or oh, their yes. brow product is another thing. I sometimes no-no. talk to people it's and a I look patchy. at their brows and I was like, oh, I just want to blend that for you. I just want you. to get in there with a spoolie. Yeah. yeah. So, spoolies exist for a reason. They're on the end of our brow pencils because they're designed to blend color into the brow. So, it's really important that regardless of what uh, formula you're using in your brows, that you blend the product through because you get seamless finish, no harsh lines, and no real square or blocky edges. And spoolies are also great because they can can work to stimulate blood flow within the brow so keep it healthy they kind of like when we brush our hair it kind of moves the oils through our hair more hair well it can help to stimulate growth because it's encouraging blood flow Mm -hmm. to the area so you're not going to grow Cara Delevingne's if you don't (laughs) have them but it (laughs) can it can um, stimulate something which is always helpful
2: amazing so Hannah should we be plucking shaping and trimming our brows at home, or is it best that we leave this to professionals?
3: So, I'm a big fan of DIY if you approach with caution. So, I think it's always important to have your brows professionally shaped at least once. Um, in your life, or? At, at least once in your life. Because it'll. Okay. What, what the professionals can do is kind of map out the perfect brow shape for your features. So, determine where your art should be, how thick they should be, if they need a trim, if they, you need your tails lifted. Um, And then with tinting as well, they'll be able to perfect the shade. So they'll be able to match it. So it flatters your complexion and flatters your hair color. So I think at least once um, ideal would be every four to 12 weeks is kind of standard for most women to be having their brows done. The danger in going too long is that exactly you can completely lose your shape. So some women can get away with, you know, going months and months on end, if not years on end, and their shape will stay the same, but others you can get quite unruly. But So, yes, I do believe in DIY if you know what you're doing. So Mm. that first appointment with a professional, they can kind of guide you on what hairs you're allowed to take or how to trim your brows. Um, So make sure you know what you're doing before you do it. And then with tinting, please proceed with caution when you're doing it. Follow the instructions. And my advice would be go a
1: shade lighter than you think you want initially. And brows seem to have changed a little bit. Um, in the past, we've seen a lot of Instagram brows where they're very high definition, really blocky kind of brows. And mm. now we've, I feel like we're they're moving scary. away a little bit from that to more natural brows. How can we get that or how can we move away from the blocky brows and into natural if we've gone that route before? Yeah.
3: It's it's the best thing to see that a natural brow is coming back. And I think more and more women are embracing this style because it's far more easy to achieve. Mm -hmm. So that really blocky insta brow was quite challenging and required a lot of product and a lot of tools and a lot of time. Whereas a natural brow is really quick, really easy, and anyone can do it. So I think the first thing to consider with a natural brow is again, the color point. So for it to look natural, it has to blend in with the brow. So when you're matching your brow product for a natural brow, you want it to match to the hair color of your brow. So not the head on your hair, not your skin tone. We're matching to the brow hairs so that when that product's on there, it blends in seamlessly with the hairs. So start there. Natural brows, too, generally lend themselves to something a little bit softer, a little kind of less rigid, less harsh lines. So when you're filling it in, kind of use shorter, more flicky strokes of your pencil or powder or pomade as opposed to really harsh, heavy lines. Um, And use a light hand and build intensity using light layers instead of going in or going ham right from the start and thinking you have to nail it the first time. You can kind of map out the shape slowly and build build it up to how you want them to look.
2: A little while ago, Hannah, I feel like you told me that when you're putting product on your brows so that you don't go too heavy-handed mm. kind of start from, like, the middle point and not necessarily yeah. from, like, the I love head. that tip.
3: Yeah. I think that's a really great tip. I use it all the time. Well, it makes a lot of sense because the first point of contact your pencil or powder or makeup brush, whatever you're using, has on the brows is where you're going to deposit the most color. We generally don't want the heaviest part of the brow to be at the front. You want that to kind of taper into a more intense finish. So if you're starting in the arch and blending out, you never have to worry about having too much color right at the front. So now we've
0: spoken about a few products mm. in our chat. Can you give us a quick explainer on the different brow products out there available to people listening and why they pick one over
3: the other? Yeah, of course. Well, there's so many formulas available to us mm. now, which is fab, but it does it's make... Confusing. It makes it so overwhelming when it comes time to choosing a brow product. So in a nutshell, Pencil, powders, and fiber gels are a really great option for those looking for kind of a quick- fix for their brows and a really mm. natural feel fiber gels especially offer fullness they offer um, definition and color in seconds it's just a that's, matter of brushing it on and that's buffing my through. go-to in the yes. morning
1: yeah. So I'm a when you say,
3: yeah when you mm. say fiber gel you mean kind of like those almost like
2: those little mascara yeah so colored, something like tinted. gimme brow plus
3: is benefits mm-hmm. um fiber gel really effective comes in heaps of shades so there's something to match every undertone and every regardless of how dark or light you want your brows to be. Um, So fiber gels are great for that. Pencils, we all love a pencil. Most Mm. Aussie Mm. women use brow pencils Mm -hmm. in their brows. I think because you can achieve so many looks with them, so you can create a really bold finish or you can create a really natural brow using a pencil, just um, make sure you're choosing something with the right tip. So a fine-tipped brow pencil... Like Precisely My Brow Pencil, which Benefit has, is more designed for hair-like strokes and a really Mm. natural brow. It's also really great for defining some crisp lines but not great for filling because you're going to go through it really quickly. Mm. Something Um. like or something with a more wider tip or a teardrop-shaped tip, that's going to last, is designed to fill and shape your brow. So it's going to last a lot longer for you. Keep that in mind and also make sure they're water-resistant, really important because they're going to last through a sweaty day or a long day or Mm. things like that. If you don't want to choose something like Benefit's New Brow Styler, which just launched. Oh, it's very clever. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, So it gives two in one. So it's giving you a waterproof wax pencil on one end, um, a loose powder on the other end. So you don't have to choose. And it gives you the flexibility to create a a pencil looking brow or a soft, natural kind of powder finish brow. Or you can layer the two products to achieve a more bold and defined brow. So it's really giving you a lot of creative freedom.
2: Now, Hannah, we're so lucky to have you in the studio, but before you leave us, we have to ask you the one question that we ask all of our guests. What is the one thing you
3: always get lippy about? Clear brow gels. Oh, I know. Interesting. I know.
1: Out of everything. I'm a low
3: maintenance gal at heart, so it's for a few reasons. So for low maintenance days, it's perfect because I love a really fluffy, brushed up separated Mm. brow um so it gives me that but then it's also the one thing that so many women don't use that would transform their brow routine well han thank you so much for joining us thank
0: you for coming on to get lippy we've loved having you what a treat and guys up next sal's going
1: to tell us why lip balms are cool again (laughs) So today I really wanted to talk about how lip balms have suddenly become cool again. For so long, our lip love was firmly in the matte camp. There was a moment when it was practically embarrassing to pull out a lip balm or a lip gloss. You know, matte was just everywhere. It was the the lip look to have. But now we're into lip balms in a big way. Things have really changed. Balms are not only pragmatic little pots no. or, you know, they, they can be pretty and beautiful and I think they really are front and centre of this no-makeup-makeup makeup movement. And they're really giving our lipsticks, uh, matte and... Otherwise, all our lipsticks are a bit of a run for their money in terms of packaging and in terms of formulations, and just in terms of how they look on our lips. Absolutely, well, I find that I've been using lip balms more and more. Me too, like just more, more and more and more. more, more, more. Lipsticks—they're the kind of product you just got in your bag, and they've always got nice, sheer, easy colors to use. So you've always you can just use them on the go. That's why I just love them. You can—you barely even need a, a mirror. Oh, no, just yeah, no. You
2: can just wh- whack whip it on, it on yeah. and go. Yeah.
1: Rub, rub your lips in. You're yeah, done. Done. Often they're tinted these days, so they give you a sweet hint of colour. But the colours are normally easy wear and go anywhere. So think pinks and raspberries and even some plum tones, but they're always really sheer and just super easy. Isn't it? They're all like usually like yeah. intense. Like, like, like your lips are better. Yeah, and you're also getting that nourishment and that skin hydration. So your lips are always the first thing to go. Like in cold weather, in warm weather, air conditioning, on the beach, they're always the f- the first things to mm. feel the feel the dryness. So this is the answer to everything, really. So there's a few. Big brands at the moment doing lip balms really, really well. Uh, Chanel has their Healthy Glow lip balm, which is part of their Le Beige range. It comes in four different shades, which Vary in intensity. I really like the light, so it goes light, medium, dark, and then intense. I think Dior has its cult-followed Dior Lip Glow, which is so popular. It now comes in several different shades and several different finishes. That was
0: probably the OG yeah. cool lip balm, wasn't it? I think it, it? it was yeah. almost
1: before its time. Yeah, it has this special um, like Color Reviver technology where you put it on your lips and actually. Brings out the colour of your lips. Oh. That was the original one. Mm. So it actually, it's like your lips but better. And so it would look different on every every single person. But now there are tinted versions and there's even a spin-off, which is called <laughs> Glow to the Max, which has the same colour revival technology in, but it's swirled in with different colours. Then there's YSL, and I think YSL really nails it in terms of packaging. They have that silver, you know, super luxe silver packaging with the gold YSL on the on the on the outside, and it really is like ha- totally handbag friendly. Mm. No one would know it was a lip balm. Everyone would think it was some super luxe lipstick that you're pulling out. I mean, it is super luxe, but it is in balm. There is 14 different shades in this range, and it's really a no-brainer when it comes to adding a hint of moisture um, to your lips. There's this. Core of nourishment in this in the center of each of the lip gloss, and they're shaped in the cute little pout. Super cute, yeah. They're really, really cute. I love those. So, I love balms. Like I, think, I know
2: what. What one of the benefits of balms is that a lot of them have like a little bit of SPF in them too. Like you yeah. might get one with like a SPF fifteen, which mm-hmm. you, you don't always get that, well, barely ever get that with your
1: lipstick. So it's no. just like that added, like other little added skincare benefit that you've got in there. Yeah, exactly. So those ones are really sort of the luxy. Pointy end of the market, but there's Mm. also heaps and heaps and heaps which are more practical and more budget friendly. There's Burt's Bees, which who doesn't love Burt's Bees? There's so many beautiful different flavors. I love. There's one called Honey. I don't know. It tastes exactly like honey. I think I've got the strawberry one. It's It's so good. And um, then there's a sports girl that brought out a few, and they range around twelve dollars. So that's great for the budget. They're really cute.
0: Those ones are tinted too, aren't they? Yeah, tinted.
1: So there's three new shades that have just come out. The Grown Alchemist has one which is for around $16 and it tastes and smells exactly like watermelon. And then every makeup artist's favourite is Lanolips and mm. every beauty editor on the planet has plan Lanolips. I've got Yeah, I know. Now there is four different shades and even a coconut version if you don't like the idea of lanolin. Well, there you go. Yeah.
0: I have to say that one of my favourite um, – it just hit the country. It's been out in the States for a long time are the Elizabeth Arden tinted lip balms. So good. So I'm – I think – I can't tell if I've spoken about it on the podcast before, but I tell everyone who'll listen that I'm a huge fan of the eight-hour cream and especially in the – this is like the bullet. spin-off of that, isn't and it? And this is the tinted eight-hour cream. So I'm just, I'm just in heaven with my eight-hour cream that's tinted because it's just so easy. Another
1: one which I keep at my desk is by Terry – Bomb, bomb, de, bomb de Rose. De Rose. It That's is a so very good. luxe one uh, Sal. It's super luxe and it is an investment piece. It's around $90, but oh. it lasts a long time and I've been having I've had it for months and months and months and I'm still only probably halfway through. So there's my bit of a shopping list on the best balms out there, practical and luxe.
2: Recently I was in South Africa and I was with a couple of other beauty editors and we were on a trip for work and we decided, you know, we really needed to get a pedicure. Well, I so was we all do. that safari.
1: Yeah. There was a lot of safariing,
2: yeah. a lot of walking around. So hiking. We, hiking. So we decided we'll go get a pedicure. So we went to a nail salon and there I was, you know, feet up on the nice comfy chair. <laughs> Relaxing. Lovely lady, you know, going at my feet. And she was like, You have the driest feet. Aww, <laughs> that's not nice. That and really is a bit of a downer. I was like, really? She goes, Do you moisturize your feet? And I was like, Well, <laughs> No, <laughs> and she was shocked to her bones. Like she was like, "Are you kidding?" And then another I beauty attitude was sly sitting. judgment. <laughs> you just
1: know. want to get a especially when you've got your foot in someone else's hands. <laughs> Absolutely, it's not, like it's not. Oh, well, I was in a vulnerable position, yeah, but you exactly. know what? She was
2: so lovely, and like, so we had a really good laugh at it, a laugh about it, and then she kind of, then kind of, really schooled me on foot care, and it really made me think I've needed up my foot care game.
0: I don't even think about my feet. Now, maybe we should, you know, because like they far away from you, Carly. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they are far What a sick Oh, a hard
0: joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, like, I don't, you obviously don't think so. Do you? But- oh, actually, I don't even want to know the answers. The answer is yes, isn't it? Yes. Okay.
1: But I think we, I want to hear about your foot shaming first, or what you should act, what we should be doing. Yes, yeah, because so maybe think, I'm getting it wrong.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're doing something, then you're doing something right. <laughs> so I guess after you know the, this lovely lady giving me a rundown of how I should be looking after <laughs> my feet. <laughs> I figured it out that if you just if you just do two things.
1: Oh that's okay. Easy, that's hey? all right. Two things we can manage.
2: First of all, invest in a foot file. And when I say invest, they cost nothing. Well, they cost maybe like about $8 and there are a lot of foot files out there. Remember the Pedig? Oh, uh, yep. <laughs> the <pet egg. laughs> She'll make a popular electronic one.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, the Velvet Smooth. That's I, good. I like that one. It's I've good. never
2: tried that, so That's I don't good. have experience with that one. And so I decided when I'm going to start my new foot care regime, I'm going to just use what the experts use in the salon, which is either a pumice stone or a file that has you know that long kind of long flat. Oh uh, yeah, it's I think like, you need the long handle because it gives because yeah. you, you need to put a bit of elbow grease into you it. You absolutely do. So I've got one a manicure wooden foot file from Priceline, mm-hmm. super cheap. Yeah, does the job. Yeah, it's like under $10. So the benefits of using a foot file is that if you regularly use a foot file once a week, it'll give you healthier-looking feet. And, guys, we are going into sandal season. And the interesting thing about sandals is that they actually cause your feet to be more dry because not only are your feet exposed to the elements, they the actual the friction and the rubbing of the sandal straps on your heels can create that kind of chafing and drying. You can actually get cracked heels. You, get cracked yeah, heels you can get cracked heels as well, that yeah. Bad.
0: Yeah. So it's a kind of like you need to prep your feet for sandal season and then make sure that you're
2: maintaining maintain throughout.
0: Absolutely. So let's talk
2: about prep. Regularly using a foot file once a week will give you healthier looking feet and also just healthier in general because, first of all, it helps to buff and remove that thick and dry skin from the heel and the bottom of your foot so you're getting rid of that nasty, flaky, dead skin. And then the friction can also help improve blood circulation in the feet as well as improving the oxygen supply, which will result in healthier, happier skin cells.
0: I so did not good. even think about that second part when it came to foot well,
2: filing. Well, you don't think
1: about your feet at all, so <laughs> poor things. <laughs> <laughs> don't care about their endorphins.
2: <laughs> so the way I like to do it is kind of like, again, following what the, my manicurist was doing during my pedicure, is that you want to soften the, the skin on the feet first. So... Like I said, try and do this once a week. Either create like a nice little warm foot bath, add some Epsom salts. That's a nice oh, little, little relaxing touch. Or have a shower as you normally would. And then when you get out of the shower, you going to dry your feet off. You want them to be dry. And then you get your um, foot file. Maybe like do this over a towel. I do it over a towel. So I was just thinking that gonna, some gonna be skin? gross. It's gonna, gonna be skin. gross. Or you can do it in your shower stall. Yeah, but the ground is still wet and you want your feet to be dry. All oh, right. So we're looking for a dry foot. So <laughs> with a back and forth motion, you just go at your feet. With a file, you're not gonna to cause too too much damage. But I mean if it feels uncomfortable, like you know, painful, then stop. But you know, manicurists do put a bit of effort in, they don't do. they? they? They really re- put their they work. elbows in. And I find it tough. Like Carly and I were talking about <laughs> this. I
0: giggle so much. Do? I squirm, so I, it's so ticklish, I can't stand it. I can't I have to just, just like grip my teeth and I'm just like, is it done yet? Is it done? Because I like my instinct is to like kick, but then I'm like, I don't wanna <laughs> kick, I don't wanna kick the poor. Because it is close put to their page. face. It's yes. very close.
2: So that's our first step. That's what I would suggest. Once a week, a good exfoliation with a foot file. Step two, moisturizing your feet daily. It's the easiest thing you can do for nice, attractive,
0: hydrated toots. Gosh, I struggle to moisturize my legs daily, so getting my feet in the the mix is going to be... A challenge. I know, I know. I think so.
2: Basically, when you should do it is probably every night before bed so you're not slipping and sliding around in your sandals. <laughs> and, Sally, I know that you're a big advocate for this. I am. Yes, t- like I'll all, all things body all moisturizing. Thing moisturizing. Anything to do with
1: moisture, I am there. Sally, how do we on top of it? Well, I just – it's super easy. I think once you get into the routine, all I do, all I do is keep a really decadent – when I say decadent, like super nourishing hand and foot cream or even just a hand cream and you can use it for your feet. As I say, you don't always have to read (laughs) the label – Put it on your bedside. I just put it on my bedside table. I rub it into my feet, give my feet a little bit of rub. Oh, nice. And then <laughs> and then put it on my hands and then I'm good to go. Like then I'm in straight into bed. But I'll tell you what I do use on my feet. I've been using one called OP Therapy, which has been really great. And the other one that I love is by Fichine Bully official. I can never say that. It's a very yeah. long name. I just say Bully. Bully. So you, Bully. you just say Bully B-U-L-Y from, Bully. from Mecca. And they have a hand and foot. It's almost, I think it's called concrete. Mm. So it is super oh, it hydrating. Like mm. So you can put it on your hands, really rub it into your cuticles while you're at it, but then onto your feet. And it, you know, I'm not a foot model, but I try and keep them hydrated.
2: Great. So like Sally said, something nice and thick, because you want that like that cream to penetrate that skin on your feet, which is tougher yeah. than the rest of yeah. your body. Another couple of other products I like, at Mecca for $41, you can get Sol de Janeiro Samba Foot Fetish Kit, which has a foot file in the cute shape of a surfboard oh, plus cute. a fast-absorbing non-slip cream, which is actually really lovely and hydrating. Really Orwalita's Foot Balm is a great option. You've got Neutrogena's Norwegian Formula Foot Cream, which is really luscious and really affordable from Priceline. Nice. Amazing. But I cannot end this segment without talking about the treatment products out there. There are some wild foot treatment products out there at the moment. I don't know. I know, actually, we've talked about these, so I know that you ladies have seen them. But I have to talk about a product called Milky Foot.
0: Yes. Mm. I think there's so many people out there who have
1: used it and swear by it, but it's kind of tried it. I just... It's weird. Your feet flake in the most (laughs) bizarre places and not in the places that you want them to flake. Like they flake between your toes. I mean, I don't think I have (laughs) excess skin there. Before I get in, before we get too
2: deep into that, I should explain what milky foot is. So milky foot is like like a foot mask style product. So you kind of slip your feet into this. It's like a plastic. A bag. plastic bag sock and you wear it for about 60 minutes, then remove it and then and take your foot out and then wash off the formula and about three days later your feet will start to peel and
1: like Sally said, not just underneath but all over. Like a snake. It just sheds. Like it's a sheds. snake. It's like you're losing half your foot. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps coming off and it yeah. could come off in the most – Unnecessary places, exactly. <laughs> well, they so they actually recommend that you do sleep in socks, yeah, because, because it's going to it, go everywhere. <laughs> everywhere,
2: yeah. I've heard an interesting story that um, a girl used. A, a product like, because there's a few other brands yeah, yeah, out there yeah. who do it, who use a product like that, and then um, forgot that she did it. Because three days later, right? Yeah, three days yeah. later, you forgot that you did it. Went to a yoga class <gasps> and her mat, looked down and her mat was just calmering. <laughs> oh so shedding <laughs> <It's> skin. <bizarre.
1: gasps> it is bizarre. But if but you it were works, into that, so he yes, this, I'd I'd it. yeah, because basically do what it's it.
2: supposed to do is reveal that beautiful, lovely, soft skin underneath yeah, all the It's an dead, intense
1: exfoliation.
0: Skin. It's it's meant, what when it's Flaking—that's what it's meant to be doing.
3: Mm.
1: Yes, it's not an adverse reaction. No, 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 no. no. That's that's what what you want. But I I find it's not doing on the heels exactly where you want it. So it's not. It's an (laughs) all-over. It's an all-over shedding. So if that's if like a, I wouldn't call. I was going to say it's a bit
2: of a fast fast fix, but I actually don't think it is because your shedding can last up to seven days. Mm. So, Mm. let's maybe if you really want to kickstart your sandal season off with a a real deep. (laughs) Peel.
1: Start now. Then start Start now. (laughs) And wear some socks for the next week. (laughs) And then make sure you always top
2: up your hydration and your moisturizer daily after that one. Well, that's my school of foot care for you all. So don't forget to file your feet once a week and moisturize every night if you can, or maybe every couple of nights like I've been doing.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to channel my inner Sally Hunwick and I'm going to be better at my foot moisturization think about your feet Carly I will think about my feet and you all think about your feet and let us know how you're going with your foot care I think that about brings us to the end of today's episode thank you for listening make sure that you go on and rate review subscribe all those fun things and come visit us in the Facebook group get lippy podcast tell us that you're listening and if you're on Instagram make sure you take your your screenshot of the episode you're listening to and tag us us. tag us I'm um at Carly Ullman. I'm at Sally Hunwick. And I'm at Bettina Tyrrell. Well, thank you for listening, guys. We'll catch you Thanks next time. Guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.